that's uh I'm gonna yeah, have, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh if you're if you listen on Monday, you'll remember that there was or on Sunday, there was a story that John was gonna tell me. He just told it to me. It's a new day, you can tell because I have a different background. I and I changed uh, my shirt because it's three different days from then to now. Uh, my God. Yeah, it really does. My God. It? It's also the, Holy the, the, shit. He's in that beginning of that story. That's a real buy in. Like, it's, you got a real, because I can see in your eyes going, Where's this going, pal? And yeah, yeah. That's the way you're going. You're like, Well, we've arrived, haven't we? <laughs> Fuck that, dude. That's cool. I, it's like one of those ones where you were like, I would like to buy a new skin. I would yeah. like new skin. I don't like yeah. this skin. This skin yeah. is too much. We've officially, it's too much. It's, yeah. You know what we need right now is the chat to say weird things to like lighten the mood. This I is mean, the fine, this is the final pre recorded episode. This is the final pre recorded episode. It's the final pre record. This is it. Oh. Countdown. I, I liked the pre record in that it, it, we kept going and I enjoyed that, but I did really re- miss the chat. You know, like I was like, oh, that was the other element to this. It was the nice, the it interaction. Was- yeah, it's it's like when uh, when the band goes, and now let us introduce the fifth member and bring up the house lights. Yeah, but uh, when we do it, it's cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But I mean, yeah, goddamn it, we missed the chat. I can't wait to see you guys again. I hope everybody everybody makes it out. It's Saturday, yeah, I, July eighth. Saturday, July eighth. The old Saturday, time. Saturday, July eighth. The old time. We do it ten ten p.m. Ten p.m. UK time. Two p.m. LA time. 5 p.m. Toronto time. Will you be Will you be working at a bar that night, Chris? No, I'm going to book that day off because uh, the restaurant shuts like last orders at 4:30, so I can't guarantee that I'd be back. So I'm just going to say I can't work that Saturday. Here's my question: Are you working at a brunch place? I'm confused. Mm-hmm. What are your yeah, jobs? Because yeah. you moved. To tr- so basically, this is the thing with the service industry: is this is how every I have a job waiting for me in the city goes. You don't. You don't. Oh, I did. I did. It was just boring and killing me, so I left. Oh wait, was that the bank bar job? I thought there was yeah, another yeah, yeah. restaurant that wasn't that wasn't open. There was another. I thought there was another one. That was the one that wasn't open, um, and it was finally opened. And uh, I worked there for a few months, and I hated it. And so I left. And when I left, even the GM was like, "I get it, man. Thanks for thanks for doing what you did. And uh, if if this new place doesn't work out, you always got a spot here, which is very sweet." Um, I feel like you're not going back. No, I can't go back. It was fucking crazy. And also, like now that I'm earning tips again, the money's so much better. Yeah, like tips are good, so much better. So, uh, so I'm, uh, um, you know, everyone, you know, who doesn't complain about twenty uh, percent becoming the new norm, hey, guys that are in the twenty percent. Uh, <laughs> but twenty. Hey, here's what I don't like about this: is that I've been giving twenty percent this whole fucking time. Hmm. Well, this is that's like um, Jamali's thing about how he used to be sexually adventurous because he ate ass, and now, mm. now when he eats a girl's ass, they're like, and that, and then what, and what? <laughs> he's, he's got no more gears. I completely agree with him. Also, I'm done with Gen Z, fucking thinking that they were the sexually adventurous ones. I'll say this. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Mm. We ate ass and inv- and popularized small batch brewing. You want to talk about sexually adventurous? Heading towards someone's asshole after they've had an IPA from a fucking bathtub? Then you talk to me about fucking adventures. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Oh, we've had a threesome. You fucking talk to me after you've just drank two of whatever a delirium 
yeah, oatmeal chocolate stout. Exactly. You you <laughs> talk to me after you've had two. Cho- you've watched a woman have three chocolate stouts and thought, anal. That it's for dinner. <laughs> like, go fuck yourself. We like they're they're adventurers in the way that the people died in that fucking submarine are adventurers. You're looking at fucking <laughs> Shackleford, motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Who also died? Let's not. You know, if anyone's gonna get mad, our guy died too. So Ironically, suck it. Though, but Earl suck Shackleford it. died by being shot by his mistress in his bed. So. Still dead. Still dead. And paid to do it by a polar bear. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. That bear knew what was coming. How did Shackleford die? Like, it has to be froze to death. Shackleton? I can't have you say Shackleford anymore. It's Shackleton. Shackleton. (laughs) He died, I believe, and someone's going to yell at this. I believe he died uh, trying to find the Northwest Passage. So he got caught in the frozen tundra. There we go. uh, And uh, died. Everybody died. Everybody. There's a like British people love it. British people love it because there was like a mini series called Shackleton that my dad adored, um, where it's all just suffering. It's just fucking bleak suffering for six it. episodes, and I'm they talk so fucking hard for it. They love it. I'm shocked how old er, uh, fucking uh, Ernst was. I know that it's Shackleton, but I want to yeah. just. I'm looking at Ernest fucking Shackleton's face. Yeah. The reason why I thought Shackleford is he looks way more like a Shackleford than a Shackleton. Because like Shackleton That is, is like, not why you thought that. That is you is. Go, that is you it is. You can't read, you, read you do not know my mind, sir. Not, sir. You were wrong. There we go. Ah, uh, so much quieter. I'm not saying that I wasn't wrong. I'm saying I was wrong. <laughs> what I'm saying is this is a glimpse behind the curtain. This is um, you're like you're like Burr Kreischer when he says Ben Affleck. Oh my and god. And he said he said it wrong once and now he has to commit to the bit. I have to say this about Bert Kreischer's fame is much like me with podcasts, which we've touched on. I was with Bert Kreischer. I remember the J the JRE when he told the machine story. I used yeah. to tell that for people when they were hungover, because it's just such a good story that everyone's like, It's a great story. Hey, let's go get some breakfast. It's great. Um I also am like, all right, this guy just go to rehab, buddy. I'm really now concerned for your health. Like he is you are red. You're a red it's, man. It's crazy how much his like friends and loved ones on podcasts are like, Bert's gonna die, right? Yeah, we're trying to save him, but he's gonna die. He's yeah, not like it's, it, <laughs> it really bothers me because I'm like, I like yeah. like I just like you don't need to do this. But he does, John. That's the that's the nature of addiction. Okay, get this. Okay, I think I was actually closer <laughs> with my made up shackles and was shot by his mistress than I ever fucking realized. So I haven't gotten to where Shackleton has died on his Wikipedia page, but I just glimpsed these two words. Lecture circuit. Oh, never a good sign. That's not good. That's no. not good. No, he didn't. I think. When, no, when unless you you're Mark he, Twain. No. And even then. For Oscar Wilde. I'll give it to Wilde. But everyone else, fuck off. Also, I was listening to a podcast on Oscar Wilde. Just This is just a tangent. He wasn't jailed for uh having an affair with what's his fucking face from the play that they always portray it wasn't that guy it was a it was two other like prostitutes it was like sex workers he was caught with sex workers was the charge oh, okay yeah oh i thought i thought it was uh um Perfect. sodomy i thought it, it was, was uh, it gay was, gay stuff oh it was it was it was it, it not to take away from that it was just who he was being who he was doing that with was different ah. Oh, okay. In like biopics, because I haven't watched any biopics and stuff. I've read some of his work, but I have, I don't 
I haven't read like a biography of him. Yeah, here's the, I'm the same way. Or like, I like the importance of being earnest, but like the portrait of Dorian Gray is fine. And like, yeah, he said like two witty things, but I like Victorian society can eat my asshole. I choose not to engage with any English culture because, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, when it ceases to be part of our lives, the human race will attain oneness. <laughs> Yeah, I, we, I've been over this before. I refuse to engage in English culture. Um, I don't want... I'm, I've been watching... Uh, I've been trying to watch Secret Invasion, the new Marvel thing, but it's so boring. That Why? It's I'm taken done. me a week and a half to make it through an episode and a half. Listen, um, I watched Loki... But Olivia Coleman's in it, and I keep just fast-forwarding through her, and she's brilliant. I mean, I really didn't... What was the the favorite? The Olivia Coleman movie where she's the queen? And she oh, has that to was so good. With Emma Stone and um, oh, Rachel Weisz? God, God just, damn, that movie was good. That movie was a real I-know-who-I-can-get-along-with-on-this-plane movie because there was about a six-month period where you just walked down the aisles of that bathroom and you'd see who was watching it and you'd be like, yeah, I can hang out with you people. I'm glad to know I'm not the only person who judges people on planes that way because I fully judge people on planes that way. Wait, I look. I look at all the screens. Is it not a societal thing? If it is, because I assume this was a hack topic. Because I wrote it in my joke book, and that I wasn't gonna. I thought that this is crazy. Do you do this too? Because I'm now doing this as a joke. I absolutely do this every do time I walk down a plane. One hundred percent. I look at everyone's screen and I go, "Trash, fuck oh. you." <laughs> and you know, you know who I almost watching the flight map. I check to see if they're asleep. Yeah. If they're awake. <laughs> I now know who is fight. I now know who will be killed by the terrorist who tries to take over this plane. <laughs> it's this fucking rube right here. Yeah, watch the flight map. Make the fight go faster, you fucking dick. The ones, the ones that bother me the most, even more than like bad movies, because I purposely I will only watch movies on planes that I won't watch anywhere else. That's like a of course that's a rule that I have. I don't watch good movies, but when someone's watching something that is big and cinematic that's and the great. whole. The whole point is the scope of it, like Blade Runner 2049, Dune, these like huge fucking beautiful set pieces. And they're watching on this tiny little screen up in the sky. I'm like, fuck you, man. Like, you don't even like yourself. This is bullshit. Disagree. Disagree. I am not someone who just will be able to sit down and watch them. It just doesn't happen. So that is my time to catch up on the movies of the year. Mine is like, you can only watch new movies. And the best was going from Australia going from England to Australia in those years, because mm. I wanted to burn all the Academy Award nominee best pictures. Okay. Carl Donnelly turned me on to this, which is two glasses yeah. of red wine, and you start watching Oscar winners, and you just say, he goes, you save the really sad one for the end, you have a little cry that tires you out, you wake up in Australia. And I got to tell you, best advice for that flight. Because That's you, really good. Because you're onto the second leg, so you're onto the 14-hour one, so you're getting your food by the time you're wrapping up that last really weepy film. Yeah. And you are tuckered out. Like you are yeah. tuckered. <laughs> I can't I can't imagine watching a good movie on a plane. I will either rewatch a comfort movie, but like the only aside from the first one, the only Fast and Furious movies I've ever seen on a plane. Hmm. I've never watched a single one of them. And I'm I this is much like Lion King. It's now a principal thing. Because do you know how angry I only saw the Lion King in twenty fifteen? Okay. That's too old. It's not gonna resonate. No, but it was also I was eight and the genie was still in theater. So people were like, let's go see this new Disney film. And I would be like, Go fuck yourselves. We're gonna go see Do you mean Aladdin? Aladdin, that's the one. What did I call it? <laughs> the genie. That's like fully I mean Robin Williams stole the movie. He stole the film. 
That's why I was going. <laughs> I'm not like, what did I become? Yeah. I became a stand up comedian. Like, where yeah. do you fucking think this came from? Yeah, no, we're going to see the genie film. I'm not going to see yeah. <laughs> Oh, his dad dies and it's sad. Go fuck yourself, yeah. Jonathan Taylor with Thomas. Oh. Lion King, Lion King Banks. It's a great movie. It's just, so what were you going to say? Oh, uh, just a sidebar uh, home improvement side character. Uh, the actor who played Brad on Home Improvement, he is mm. now a porn star. Crypto grifter. Ah, dicks. Zachary something. Yeah. yeah. How do you, who's still a crypto grifter? This is exactly my point. Who's still doing that? That's like mining for gold now. I mean, people are still in it. You know what I mean? Just sifting through fucking dirt. You know, oh, flakes. Get the fuck I mean, out of here. So I think what is crypto worth right now? But the joke is, I think it's crypto's well, let's say worth five grand, five thousand. It's like ah, oh, cool, crypto is six thousand left to lose. Yeah, <laughs> like I own fifty dollars of Ethereum that I bought just as a like, let's just get it and then just watch it. And I haven't looked at it in two years, but I mean. Uh, I assume I've the, lost thirty-five dollars. There's some periods <laughs> in the last. Let me just say, I'm aware vaguely of your finances. Yeah. In that, I'm aware that there are none. Yeah. You, can, you could, you may want to do have checked that about eighteen months ago. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh no, it was just, it was just after that, like the big thing had happened. So I guess it was eighteen months ago when I did it. So it was after, it was just after the big thing, and then it dropped off and it got like a little normal. And then I was like, I'll just spend, I have just $50 and I'm in my apartment and I can't do anything. Let's just get this. And then when my friends go, do you have anything? I go, I have some Ethereum and that's the end. I don't have to like explain myself. I don't have to be pitched anything. It was $50 investment and not hearing the fucking. Such an error because I was such a cunt about crypto. Yeah. All of my friends, like I was a dick about it i was like like you know this guy at a conversation a bar no 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 you know that guy no no mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're not moving off of the subject i i have more to say i was that i've been that guy you understand you understand i heard about jeffrey epstein in 2013 i have been i've been told that crypto is the future for 10 fucking years or something maybe maybe eight but it's been a long fucking time and now they just can't say anything because i Why? was right I, I remember right. I remember hearing about it when I think I was at McGill and it was this new idea and this decentralized currency and I was like well, that's an interesting idea I'm curious to see where it goes I almost bought some outside the fucking comedy cafe in the first year that I was in London because they had a bitcoin machine oh, in uh, Old Street that. Station yes, they did and you could buy a whole bitcoin for $10 or 10 pounds and i couldn't afford 10 pounds oh my god so i was like oh well i could have i could have made a forty one thousand nine hundred and ninety dollar yeah return on my investment uh yeah when that peaked out there was a there was a couple days of i wish i'd invested in ibm in the 60s uh yeah but i not me like because i i knew what was coming because also here's what no one talked about in those moments when those high peaks very few people sold. Oh yeah, like, everybody was holding because they're fucking insane. Yeah, like I there's a couple of people that I just wonder what are they doing now? Because there I know some people that went deep into I was, 
I was seeing people double down. They were like, well, if it's jumped this much, it can only go up. So like people like lost their house. I know. People, oh man. And like the stories, the, the stories on there of like they didn't tell their wife. And then it cracked. Oh, no. And these like long posts of like, I threw all our life savings into this and I didn't tell my wife. And now she's going to leave me and I don't know what to do. That was like all of the like crypto subreddit posts for like a month and a half. I love that. I, I like, I love, I love that I was poor for as long as I was. I really think it's the best thing that can happen to you. Mm. Do you understand how good I am at just like, no, absolutely not. I know, I know what it takes to earn that money. I've, yeah. Sir, I've slept at a bus station. You cannot fuck with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you gonna fucking do, sir? I like, I smoked cigarettes partly because I was addicted and partly because I had a job where I needed to do something that wasn't waiting. Yes. So, what do you fucking want from me? Yeah, I'm enjoying now. Now I'm earning like pretty good money at this job, and uh, just seeing money in my bank account is so silly. It's ridiculous. Also, here's it the makes thing. me laugh so hard where I'm like, shut up. For I real? I am. Listen, I am. I'm at a place where I could eat at a restaurant and like most mm. restaurants every meal and it wouldn't really affect my life. Yeah. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do now. Like, I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. Well, that's I mean, I went out and I bought like a nice pair of prescription sunglasses that are supposed to come in next week. And when I bought it, I was like. It was a fair chunk of money. It was a few hundred bucks. And uh, when I walked out, I was like, oh, I just spent that and I'm fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. What the hell? Like, it's been... <laughs> Sadaf and I, when we, when we were like, we would sit around and we would talk about like goals, like financial goals. And my, my short-term goal was um, I just want to be able to go to the pub and get around for my friends and not be like, ugh. Oh, yes. Well, we all would like that. I mean, we can't do that. We still, we'll always be going, because we're in the UK and it's dangerous there. When are you going to go back? That's the question. I don't feel like you're going back anytime soon. Um, I have a couple other places I want to go first. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I will go back. Like, I miss, I miss some of my friends, and there aren't really, I don't, you know what I don't miss is British audiences. No, they're the hardest audiences in the world. But it was like, but especially, I had like, I don't know that I've ever had less in common with a group of people in my life than every British comedy audience. And so the amount of contorting around my ideas and stories that I had to do to make them palatable was so fucking exhausting that I have no desire to entertain them anymore. (laughs) It's an interesting thing. Essentially what it is is everything has to come back to them. It was Brendan Burns' greatest bit ever. The British sense of humor isn't good. Yeah. Your sense of humor is just you sit there and wait for the moment where we say British. And it's yeah. the best joke he's ever written. It's such a good joke. And it's great. And it's so true. And that's absolutely correct. Like I feel I started having stress dreams this week because I'm just not working on my Edinburgh show because it's like, it did Melbourne. If I touch it, I'll make it worse. The jokes are good. <laughs> Yeah, and we're doing that. The, there's no fucking awards. There's no nothing. This festival is literally thirty chances for me to fucking make an hour, 
tight as fuck so I can film it in Toronto in October. Yeah. What are we fucking doing here, boyos? That's great. That's what a friend is for. That's the thing. And I don't, and I think like, it's also just going to be like, what are we worried about now? Like, it's like the last one that mattered was in 2019. The TV people aren't coming. Yeah. Yeah. Where are they going to go though? Where are they going to go? Cause they got to go somewhere. They're going to, they got to go somewhere. They'll go to Montreal and they'll stay in London. They'll go to Soho Theater. That's where they'll they'll go. And their expense accounts are all, have all been massively cut because everyone hears it. You can use 20% inflation difference in certain sectors between where you're sat in the UK. 20%. Whoa. Yeah. The BMI of my penis in inflation. (laughs) I used to, uh, um, when I was, when I was younger, I always weighed more than I looked and then I got kind of fat and I looked just right. And, uh, but when I was, uh, when I was younger, I always weighed a lot more than I looked like I did. And when people were like surprised, I would always say, I have a very dense penis. Mm. And that was very much enjoyed by some people and other people were strangers. Well, and here's the thing is the internet has made us all much more comfortable with directness and honesty. Like, mm. There was a time where you just wouldn't talk about certain things. I was thinking about this as where like people, like you can't swear on like in the first three minutes of YouTube videos now, and you can't have like you have to bleep out content on Instagram, and it's like, motherfuckers, Tub Girl used to be was sent to me on a computer in my <laughs> high school. Lemon party. Yeah, the fucking cats out of the bag, motherfuckers. <laughs> like, we watched the Pain Olympics. Oh God, Mister Fucking Hands. Oh my God. We watched a guy get fucked to death by a by horse. horse. We're done. <laughs> You can't censor that. That's that's, art. That's who we are. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, mean, how many beheading videos are on YouTube for years? YouTube downloaded on people's computers in parties I went to. I remember a guy who really changed forever. So uh, Montreal is controlled by the Hells Angels in a way that you cannot comprehend. Mm. Like you're not allowed to be a surface level drug dealer in some of the years I lived in Montreal. That sounds right. The hell's yeah. that is not acceptable. We control everything. You have to call a promotional service, is what they're called. And Ooh. they show up on a bicycle and you buy whatever you want. Up until including at my wedding, a bunch of people wanted drugs and never got any because they didn't believe me when I was like, go into any of these bars and ask the bartender for like a promo number or like throw that phrase around and some you rock star promotions or whatever the promo guys the, the promo guys i used to know have become after a few raids will become evident and they didn't believe me but it's the most ridiculous thing yeah well i mean i remember when i got to montreal and i was working in bars and i, I befriended this guy graham warner because we knew like we we came from the same cocktail world mm-hmm. so british british bartenders recommended me to him and then that's how i sort of got started in the scene out there and i was asking him i was like what's the scene like like what's going on he's like well, Saint Laurent has like some cool bars, some dives, some night. It's like, but that's where a lot of the hub of the nightlife is. And he said, but everyone pays protection money to this Hell's Angels, uh, so just know that. Yeah. And he said, uh, uh, except for this one bar, a couple weeks ago, this one bar didn't pay, and uh, it was like a new bar. And he said, I'm not fucking paying you. What the hell are you talking about? And I was like, oh, how's that going? And he's like, well, we're all waiting. And then, like, I think a week and a half later, that bar just burned down. Yeah. There you go. Was just gone. 
And everybody went, oh, okay, all right, cool. <laughs> just that, that guy, this guy was a friend of a friend. This guy sucked, such baggy pants. And he briefly was a drug dealer. He had beheading videos that he would put on if you were smoking weed at his house and be like, is oh, this crazy? What an like, asshole. Sir, what an opposite experience. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, no wonder I didn't like smoking weed in those days. The people I did yeah. it with sucked anyway he was a, a pot dealer very good weed as i recall mm. and he um woke up at six o'clock in the morning and three guys as he described it in black blazers said hey this is your name this is your uh, uh this is what you're majored at in concordia and literally said in your fridge and described where his like sales stash was uh, this we'll be taking that um you have the summer off and it was like you have the summer off from school and that's really nice as punishment you're not allowed in the city until the first day of Concordia University. And if we find out you're here, well, what happens, happens. And and he was like, what? And then like, and then like, just see you later, man. That's the deal. Shit. Yeah. Like, it's just, it was such an interesting thing to have lived through. I was a waiter and like, I've said this definitely on streams before that I served the lawyer and the son of the mob boss of Montreal. Okay. John Rizzuto, who has later died and his lawyer, used to get yep. uh, diet tips from me because I just lost over 100 pounds. And yep. I literally had to be taken aside by my manager. And he was just like, hey, that's who they are. Uh, they, they, and he was like, they like the same server to people be around. So you just got to work Fridays. They'll tip you at like an X amount. I've, it's like, it'll just be in an envelope. If they ask you any, like to do them a favor, say no and don't do anything for them. Yeah. Like, Understood. Great. And he was like, and he's like, good. And I was like, cool. Yeah. And it was great. They tipped me so much money. Like, I, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I got, I got a wild tip the other day. It was like, it was the end of the day. I kept wanting to be cut. And then these like two, they oh. couldn't have been more than like 25, 26 year old girls. It was one of their birthdays. <laughs> uh, they were kind of dressed up. They were like, as soon as I, as soon as they sat down, I was like, Hey, what's going on? They were like, it's their birthday. We're having a big time. We would like this. And they had like very specific orders. Like just to, they were like, before anything, we want a side of the most burnt bacon you can make us. We wanted like ashes in our hands. And I was like, all right, cool. Like these are just like beautiful young blonde women. And, um, and I was like, okay, cool. And like, we, we, we had a nice time. I'm going to be very disappointed. If this ends with you, just have, it's just a braggadocious story. Then I had sex with them. Oh no, that would be great though. Uh, but, no, certainly. Um, <laughs> that was an Ashley story. But they, yeah, but no, and then so like they were great, really fun, uh, enjoyed serving them, and then at the end, like I billed them, their their bill was uh, 115 bucks, and then I was like, and then put it through, and I was like, would you like a copy? She goes, no, that's great, like thank you so much, um, and then they went to leave, and I looked down at it, they tipped me a hundred bucks on a hundred fifty dollar bill, it, it was so much that I actually stopped them, and I was like, I'm sorry, I think like I think you made a mistake, and she's like, no, 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 we're good, like thanks so much, have a great day, bye, and I was like. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I have uh, this. 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 This is a very uh, episode heavy on. I have a fan. I have a family member that Chris could definitely guess who is the biggest tipper in my family by a country mile. And like your grandma? Oh, no, not my grandma. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, uh, well, you're close. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but and they, um, it is amazing when the service. I always am. Very, I always want to like grab a server when a server is not 
good. Like I'm always just like I always want to be like no 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 no. Not this one. Not this one. A game. A game. A game. Yeah. A game. A game. Because it's like it's not it's not like he's not crazy, but like if it's good, like yeah, you you my friend, welcome welcome to El Dorado. But like, yeah, that's that's going to cover two or three tables that stiff you. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, and I always yeah. I wish there was a way like you could make a reservation of just be like and like at the end to just be like, this is a gold star. You know what I'm like? You just yeah, I want to yeah. always indicate it's in the, it's the thing that I used to love doing in British <laughs> pubs that because tipping is de rigueur, and I just don't have the money to do it here, which is mm. it was a really crowded pub. This was a big move I would use in uh, Edinburgh bars. Oh yeah. Is you just give one of the bartenders twenty pounds, and guess what you do not do? Wait, you, do not, you don't wait. <laughs> Never. So I told. I think I've told this on here before. But when um, one of my friends got married, like really young, we tried to talk about it, but he wouldn't listen. They're divorced now. He's much happier. Um, but we took him out on his bachelor party. I was his best man, so it was like my duty to please that booty. And uh, we went out. We yeah, got yeah. him. <laughs> we we got. We did like, we wanted to start drinking early. I think we were like 22 maybe. And started drinking early, went to the strip club, uh, went to the strip club. And then we went to a nightclub and we got to the nightclub before it was busy. We did that on purpose because it was 12 dudes. So we're like, they're just happy to have money. We're going to get there at nine and we're just going to wait for it to fill up. Yeah. And we walked in, we're all wearing matching t-shirts like dickheads and and I, I walked in, I walked up to the bartender and I was like, Hey man, what's your name? And he told me his name. I was like, hi, I'm Chris. And I shook his hand and I pulled, I think it was like a hundred bucks out of my pocket. And I just put it in his tip jar. And I was like, anyone in this shirt? And he was like, I got you, man. And then the, the, the groom to be just fell. He just fell on the ground. He wasn't even doing, he was just standing. And then he wasn't standing anymore. And I looked yeah. at him on the ground and then I looked at the bartender. Bartender said, "I didn't see anything." I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, nice." <laughs> this is the thing. I'll always remember when I was a bouncer on St. Patrick's Day one time in Grumpy's, and a woman in the front of the line, when a guy walked up and gave me twenty dollars, and I went, "There you go," and she went, "Hey, you just let that guy in," and I went, "Yeah, he bribed me." <laughs> yeah. <She> went, <laughs> and I'll never forget. She went, "What?" And I went, "Yeah, what do you think this is?" And she was like. Oh, and then I remember she used her boyfriend and he gave me $20 and I went, there you go. And then the other people were like, what the fuck is this? And I was like, why do you, what do you think I'm doing out here? And they were like, 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 like 10 people, like all just like begrudgingly just bribed me. And then, I, and then, then Ram came out and was like, you have to actually not do that. There's a bunch of extra people in here now. And I was like, you said I could take bribes. And he was like, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I'll, never forget that. I'll never forget when I said you said, I remember that being, that should not have worked. And he was just like, ah, of course. Yes. No, I had forgotten that this is the system. Yep. Yeah, understood. <laughs> oh, it was the best. Yeah, I, the- I, I I thought that was going to end with you weren't you were just outside smoking, but where you were wearing a black t shirt, you just stopped people because it was funny. No, <laughs> and then you just walked into the bar and sat down next to them and spent their money in front of them. Oh my god, no, no, no! Oh my god, I made so much money. I remember, like, I passed out. I remember I walked home. I remember I walked into Brutopia. This was one of the few times in my life. Have you ever been able to be aware you've just blacked out? <laughs> So what, what what happened is what I do when I start like really boozing hard is I will literally in my because I I I have a tendency to black out and I just get the fear and I hate it. Yeah. So I train yeah. myself when after we get to like after you, you after you've hit like pint six or seven in the yeah. noodle, 
just I go, what just happened? And then if I can remember it, I go, well, like, you ha- you haven't blacked out. Yes. And it, That's it, great. It's fucking great because what does happen, and, and this was the first instance, so this is, I remember it so specifically, is I walked into Brutopia and I remember being at the top of the stairs as you're going in. And apparently I got to like in at the bar, I looked at Ram and Garth and just went, gentlemen, I've blacked out. I'll be getting a cap. And, <laughs> and I woke up the next morning and there was just money in like everything that was a pocket of my jacket. Like if I, it was like, thank God for the Hells Angels in Montreal because you yeah. walk down the street, especially in that area. It's a very different city now. Yeah. All God yeah. It's a weird, cool time where you could walk down the street with a million dollars strapped to your chest. And yeah, like for example, uh, we know a comedian who got robbed in Montreal and the police made fun of him. He's like, You got mugged here? You guys are <laughs> stupid. Like, and they were like, What are you doing? What were you doing? And then he was like, We were doing this, this, and this. And like one of them was like wearing, and he was wearing like a leaf shirt. And he's like, wearing that? And they were like, yeah. Yeah. like That's what happened. Like, <laughs> and he like told me the story. There's a McDonald's on St. St. Catherine's. Like, so we were like stood yeah. there, and I was like, Whoa, you don't stand there. And he's like, No, no, no. And he's like, like, Three people told us that. And I was like, Yeah, this is why you got robbed. Like, what are you fucking. Who? This is the thing with living in a fucking sketchy like, part of town, which I was lucky enough to do. Is that doesn't happen to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. 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 Head on a swivel. Where were we? Well, I was walking. I was, we we're doing the Winnipeg Comedy Festival and uh, we were walking. We we're all sharing uh, Jays outside. And uh, like a cop, like this, like a cop did the boop, 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 boop. And like three people were like, like, like just out of instinct and like didn't realize that I'd taken two of the joints and I just hid them in my hoodie and was like walking already away. Yeah. <laughs> like, why'd you do that? I was like, that's instinct. And they're like, why'd you immediately walk away? It's like, I'm not going to stand here in the crowded circle surrounded by smoke. Yeah. Don't you know how to fucking go, bro? Yeah. Yeah. I I was, um, I was smoking weed in the alley behind grumpies, you know, like, and not like that side one, but like when you come around the corner and there's those little steps there. So we're sitting there and we're just smoking. So many people who have been fingered on those steps. Like like, I, I fingered half of them. I, <laughs> you're another one. Then that adds so many. There's so many people who've been fingered on those steps. But I was uh, so we're just out there. We're just talking and laughing and smoking and um, and then this cop started like driving down the alley. And I remember I was holding the joint and I just sort of I just sort of dropped my arm to my side, and then I just loosely just let the joint go, and let it drop on it on the ground. And then I put my foot over it, but it kept my heel up a little bit so I didn't quite squish it. And I remember then the cops just like slowly drove past us and they looked at us and we were just chill and they were like, mm, but then they kept driving. I remember Stevie looked at me. He's like, that's the smoothest I've ever seen anyone deal with cops. And I was like, yeah, I live in shitty neighborhoods, but yeah, this, is, this is a regular thing. It's like the same thing of like, it's also that sort of thing when what I, was, I was talking about this with someone about like good cops. Like it's also that sort of thing of in this situation, what is in the current narrative when we're dealing with police, and of course a cab for old school, mm-hmm. a cab. Oh, forever. Yeah. But I feel like there needs to be a designated rank. Like because there's always the one reasonable cop in that situation. There'll yeah. be eight guys who should be playing for the Detroit Red Wings, but a cocaine night and uh oh she's pregnant and now they're here. Yeah. The, one, the one guy who bought into the bullshit, that's the one I need to parlay with because that guy Reasonable as fuck. I got a speeding ticket going to San Francisco. I got one of these cops. 
really good situation. The best. Rolled down the window and he went, I pulled you over for speeding. And I went, yes, you did. And he went, so you're going to just, and and, because there's like a whole process you like can admit not. And he was like, and he just skipped to the end. He's like, all right, I'll write you the citation, license or registration. I went right there. And he was like, and he went, all right, this is easy. He literally came back and he went, I put your speed down. Thanks very much. Thank you. And literally gone. Like, and it's just like, yeah, well, what are we doing here? You're going to argue like, no. It's and the number of times that like cops have stopped me for doing things that I shouldn't have been doing and uh That's the game. I was just and it wasn't even like it wasn't like terrible things. I was just a mischievous youth. And uh but like the number of times they're like, What are you doing? And I'm like, Oh, this <laughs> and they go, You shouldn't be doing that. I'm like, I know, man, I don't know. I was just feeling silly, like, sorry, buddy. And uh and they go, Okay, well don't do it again. I'm like, Yeah, cool, no problem. Yeah, Thanks. Yeah, yeah. See ya. And I mean, I listen, want... part of that's because I'm white, and part of it's because oh, I'm charming. Oh, certainly. But, but also, word. part of it's because I caught the right police officer. It was a, it was a confluence of things. Best police officer interaction ever was I once was hard speeding in northern Canada, where the highway literally goes from a two lane highway into a four lane highway, and they hide in a gulch. Of course, yeah. Because you just open it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, I was doing a buck sixty. Like I think I was listening to Tom Petty, like. First of all, you, you, uh, into the great wide open isn't just a song, Chris. And he fucking pulled it's an invitation. Over. It certainly <laughs> is. And pulled yeah. me over in my mom's Toyota Matrix, and literally, I like I literally like like I went boom by him, and I just was like I literally just pulled over and yeah. <laughs> come out, turn the sirens on. Like I've never been able to see a human being go the fuck. <laughs> Pull up, come up to me. I know that people in the chat have heard the story, and they really went. How did you know I was coming? And I was like, Oh, I was I was going fast. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, Yeah. And he was like, he's like, I'm just he's like, I'm giving you 20 over. He's like, that's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like, <laughs> I was like, I said, and I said, I was like, what was I gonna do? Run? Like, I know I knew what was happening. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was I, I heard a story once um of like I think a cop was telling it. I can't remember where I heard it. It was in a bar somewhere. It was like um yeah, it was a, a wait like speed trap kind of thing you know you're parked off in the darkness and someone blows by and um this guy in like a like a souped up porsche flew past him <laughs> and the cops like well i'm not gonna catch this guy but uh <laughs> and so pulls out kicks on the sirens and the porsche was like just pulled over just immediately what are we gonna do here? and and the guy the cop pulled up and was like I wasn't expecting, you know, you could have just, there's, I was never going to catch you. <laughs> He's like, yeah, but you caught me, you know, yeah. I was wrong. Fair enough. <laughs> the cops this like, is the thing. Wow. This is my one thing that we have lost is we've lost the, there was a, and this, this is very much as privilege talking, but there was a game vibe to it a little bit, which is like, mm-hmm. you got me. Like, this is the thing the mafia talked about. The guy who is John Gotti's mentor, Neil Delacroche. Really mm. killed a guy for being rude to a cop while he was being arrested. I definitely beat the shit out of a couple of people. There's a very famous story during the commission trial that one of the defendants had to apologize to an FBI agent because he had an outburst, and they were like, "No, you don't," because they, yeah. they literally they're like, "This is their job, fuckos." Like, what do you think? Yeah. Like, we are. Let's not forget criminals. Like, we. Yeah. Are, that's what I was just with the mob. We're thieves. Like you can't yeah. Think, yeah, like these fucking cops. And it's like these fucking cops. Like I murdered a man. Like what are yeah. you talking about? You don't get to no, 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 no. like, like that was like Carlo Gambino's big thing of like, but we're 
we're the bad guys. Like, no, yeah, yeah. we have to be very careful. They're trying to, they're allowed to try and catch us. Like, yeah. how this works. That's sort of the thing with society. We have forgotten the consequences to everything. You're always presented with like, what the fuck is this? And you're like, it's consequences to actions. Yeah. Like, law of unintended consequences, bro. Welcome to fucking hell. My brother made me laugh when, um, remember the Chameleonaire song, Riding Dirty? Of course. They see me rolling. They hate it. And I remember my brother, like, when that came on, he just looked at me. He's like, yeah, no, fuck the cops for doing their job. You just, you just committed a crime. You're riding dirty. And, yeah, they're trying to catch you because yeah. that's their job. Yeah, it's unreasonable that they would then catch you and then shoot you eight times and be like, well. 100%. Yeah, I'm not saying. Cool. No, no. Yeah. Completely. But here's the thing, and this is the problem. This is the problem with everything is that everything becomes, everything just gets covered in anger, which is like, mm. no, here's what should happen is we should change the law, which is if a cop is caught doing that sort of stuff, mm. the other cop has to shoot him in the head. Like literally just yeah. the George Floyd video should have been, oh, I can't breathe. And then Derek Chauvin's head explodes and then mm. the cop thumbs up into the camera. And then this is part that I wouldn't necessarily agree with, but it would happen. Him and his wife make full love on the street. I don't know why that happened in this. Dynamic. George Floyd just stands up. They dust him off, and they say, "No, you get this one, man. Sorry, buddy." Yeah. What's your name? It's not important for history. That's, I'll tell you that much for free. <laughs> Let me tell you what's not about to happen. Dave Chappelle is not about to record an awkward special in the pavilion. I'll tell you that. I'll tell yeah. you that much for free. That was a. Uh, uh, if you have you heard Roy Wood Jr.'s bit about. Um, <laughs> All cops should get a snitch bonus. No, but God, that man's good at comedy. Holy it's shit. It's so good. Father Figure it's... is on the Comedy Central YouTube. That is the best stand. I think I'm going to watch it right now. It's Holy the best shit, it's so good. special of the last 10 years. The Titanic joke is amazing. That, he fucked her so good. She. <laughs> That's. Uh, the, one, the one for me is the, um, uh, the bit about how black people don't write patriotic songs. Oh, my God. That bit is. Just let you know what says is taped. Yeah, about Miami. (laughs) Yeah, I love. I love what he's like. He's arguing with his uncle, and his uncle's like, "What about living in America?" James Brown, as in Rocky, patriotic song. And he's like, first of all, that song played when Apollo Creed died. (laughs) Michael B. Jordan lost his daddy that day, and he's like, and if you listen close, at the end, all he does is he just names all the cities that are okay: Brooklyn, Baltimore. Atlanta. It it also breaks all of my rules. He's wearing a very busy coat, which, as everyone who's listening to this program knows, I do not go in for. Um, I don't go in for that. I'd like a nice neutral attire or a very busy band shirt, but that's just for me. Mm. Sidebar, come to the Edinburgh Festival. You can come see two shirts that are the most expensive articles of clothing I ever bought because I did a birthday treat to myself using a vintage clothing store in Paris, France's Instagram account. Long story short, I spent some euros. Yep. (laughs) (sighs) Well, Chris, we're almost at the end of our final You and Me episode of the stream. How do you feel? We started it. I had uh, a broken shoulder and you had a wife and I can YMCA again and there's a woman in your bed. So look at us. If not, we're the same. <laughs> Hell of a time. Hell of a time. Thank you to everyone. I mean, we'll do all this in the last one, but thanks for yeah, riding yeah. with us. Yeah, exactly. You I know? Like this is the so the next one's gonna be like the last episode of Seinfeld, and this is the Puerto Rican Day parade episode. Which mm. is you always go back and go, Yep, they were right to end this show. 
Yeah. Oh, also, uh, just in case anyone's wondering, the reason Ashley's not here this week is she had a terrible allergic reaction to something. And so she can't be here. That's uh, that's what happened. It's very Ashley. And I kind of love it. I wanted also noted that Chris has actually got the admin wrong. Ashley was not didn't think she could make it because she had to work, and mm. then realized she could make it, and then couldn't make it because she had an allergic reaction. Yeah, I just skipped the first part, but no, the, yeah. but the, the whole thing is the yeah. important thing because you need mm. the it's, it's even more this program. The, well, from the jaws of defeat, I have snatched a victory that I have actually turned into a defeat. Yes. Yeah. So, how did the baseball game go? I lost at basketball. <laughs> um, all right, let's start the show, and then we'll get out of here. We love you guys. We will see you oh, July eighth, July ten p.m. 8th. UK time, two p.m. Western, Ashley five p.m. Toronto. I, time. I have to go to a show five hour. No, five hours after we start broadcasting, and Ashley thinks we're leaving at after two hours. Guess again. Yes, <laughs> again. Pack a lunch. We're at least doing 2.15. We'll at least go to two hours and 15 minutes on July the 8th. We will see you there. It's going right? to be a silly old time. Let's start the show and end the show. We love you. Oh, no. The Canadians are coming. Chris, John, and Irish Ashley combine to make the ultimate team better than any wet dream. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. John's the CEO and Boomer. Ashley's the real leader. Chris brings the vibes and juices as our enjoyment increases. Welcome to the Untitled Twitch stream. See you all on July 8th. Very excited for it. That's great. We love you. Sexually. We love you.